0: Oh shit, let, let, let's kick it then. I'm gonna knock this intro out and then we'll get it going. For sure. All right. Giggity giggity. Goop. <laughs> <laughs> you almost fucked me up. I was about to start the intro. You was like, goop. About <laughs> that. You are
1: now listening to Random Wings and Frog. Yay! Yay.
0: What up, everybody? This is your boy B-Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcast. If you're a first time listener, I appreciate you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody referred you to me, give them a crisp high five up high, down low, then yank it back and tell them that they too slow. Cause they should have bended that shit. Anyway, returning here, my guest is Sir John Lee. I think the man that holds the record of being on the Random Rounds with Rob the most
1: ever, ever. <laughs> I hope this record never gets broken.
0: Yeah, I mean, you uh, I, you only got one person that trails behind you. And I, I know, I know, you know who it is.
1: Well, <laughs> listen here, Todd. At WrestleMania, no, I'm just. <laughs> It's an undefeated streak.
0: Yeah. So I mean, gonna block me. Yeah. So this this is what I'm gonna do if he uh, hit me up trying to get back on the show. I'm um tell him no until you come back on again. That way you have two ahead of him. <laughs> Good looking. <laughs> uh. But anyway, man. Uh, reason being, you got some things going on or whatever. And I just love me some Sir John Lee. Yeah, I had to clap just like uh. Like, a, what's her name? Bianca Belair.
1: un oh, yeah. oh, man. I need to catch up on my NXT. Yeah. But yeah, got some things. Yeah. Some things,
0: Some things going on. And um, every time I talk to you, you're talking about new projects, new music and whatnot. You always seem to have a, a theme set up in your mind as well to where your projects and your EPs and whatnot go toward or whatever. What can we expect with this new project that's coming up here in the up and coming months?
1: Yeah. Oh, without giving so much away. um, You could expect a lot of iconography and sci-fi films. That's that's all I could. Okay. I, I, get, I get the
0: sci-fi films, but you hit me with a word that I ain't used to hearing. So you're going to have to uh, dumb it down for me a little bit. <laughs>
1: like you know how like uh it's basically like pictures of uh Jesus or like Jesus. pictures of a uh, uh like Mary Jesus okay. and stuff like that religious icon just uh religious paintings and religious art so it's just basically iconography sweet Jesus <laughs> sweet Jesus shout out to Jesus man
0: yeah big ups big ups to Jesus over there on um Ninety-five South, down there by the freaking uh, Home Depot, chilling on. Oh, the
1: Oh,
0: you corner. know Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, what what's the inspiration this time around, man? You got your iconography and whatnot. That's a new word in my repertoire that I'm gonna use on the daily, in in and out of context. And um, so so what, what's the motivation this time? I mean, what we got going on? I know. Being a creative as you are, I knew you got to get those things out in the world or whatever. You keep it in, it's going to bust your guts open. So, I mean, okay. what's going on now? Uh,
1: Like, inspiration-wise, I got, like, the chance to work on movies. It's, like, doing the scoring. Like, I did how many? I think, like, two. I think two. I think it's just two. It's two for right now. <laughs> so, like, I got to score two films and you know in the process of that like for reference i'm watching like uh all my favorite sci-fi films i'm watching eternal sunshine of a spotless mind i'm watching uh becoming john Malkovich. i'm watching uh interstellar stuff like that old twilight zone black mirror all that stuff so that's where the inspiration is mostly coming from just sci-fi films in a nutshell
0: have you seen you speaking of black mirror and everything have you seen um, the new interactive joint that got on
1: yes and i need to go back through it like a couple of more times there's a few decisions i need to tweak
0: so which one did you pick did you pick the um the frosted flakes or what was the other cereal
1: <laughs> uh what was dang i don't remember i think it was like the chocolate one or something like but i I um did it twice, and once I did the Frosted Flakes, and the other I did the other cereal.
0: Yeah, I did Frosted Flakes right off the back. I didn't change my decision when it get, if it gave me another option. I didn't even finish it though. I got all the way up until, um, I think it was after he went to the psychiatrist the second time,
1: and then I had
0: oh. to I had to stop there and do some other things, and I just never got back around to it.
1: Oh boy, it's a chore because like from what I'm reading about it, that there's like some scenes and stuff like that, that people have still not unlocked. Like there's some like story layers and all that stuff. I, like, I just think that's, it's annoying, <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> it's hell of annoying though, but I get it.
0: I think in the beginning though, cause I haven't seen, I haven't been through all the way you, you have, right?
1: Yeah, I've been through all the way two times.
0: Alright, so is there a point to where they stop going back and letting you remake some of your decisions?
1: Yes, yeah. There's a point. There's a there's a definitive ending. Like, but there's multiple definitive definitive endings. So that that's what's annoying about it. It's like really a chore. Like <laughs> Yeah. If you wanna see all of them, you know.
0: Yeah, cause I was just like, um, the first like major decision is whenever you went to the home- homeboy. House. I'm trying not to give too many spoilers away for people when he went to homeboy house and um, they was out there on the balcony talking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I got there and I made the one decision, and then from there just rewind and went oh. back to another point to where I had to, you know, I had a chance to re-guess my decision and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and here's the trip. Here's the trip about this. I was also reading that. If you make the same choice more than once, the outcome is different too. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that
0: makes sense. Cause like
1: that's why it's so like, uh, like I'm, I'm, I know I want to finish it, but like go back and find all the endings and stuff. But like, I'd rather just go on YouTube and watch somebody who's figured it out, who's crazy enough to like sit through all of that. Not crazy, but you know, dedicated, willing, willing. (laughs)
0: Let's just say dedicated. Yeah.
1: Who has the patience?
0: Do you ever think that you can do music that way? Probably hard, right? Yeah. Just like try to do an interactive album or some shit.
1: (laughs) The funny thing you said, the reason, funny, it's funny you said that because, like, I actually worked on a song before this came out. There was another movie that I was inspired by called Mr. Nobody. It's not interactive and, but it's about choices and the alternate universes that each choice makes. Yeah. So I do have a song. It's not interactive, but I do have a song where I worked on that structured like around like choices and stuff like that. I think E forty did it too. I E forty did it for first, but it's not all like trippy like that. Goddamn
0: E forty boy, that's that's a little piece of my childhood right there.
1: One of the ghosts, man. Have you heard, like, not to change the subject, have you heard Blueface?
0: I can't recall and say I have.
1: Okay, check him out, and when you do, tell me if you think he raps off beat, or does he remind you of a certain somebody? But yeah, that's for another time. But yeah. uh,
0: Blueface, I'm gonna put that in my catalog right now. So, uh, we, we were speaking a little bit, uh, oh shit, he was the first one to pop up, I just put in Blue. <laughs>
1: Dope. Oh, they listening? <laughs> no, yeah, I know.
0: Goddamn Siri, shut up, Siri.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm got us. Got us.
0: See, e- even the puppy dog know.
1: Hey, mind shut up.
0: It's okay. Yeah. So, so, like, um, we we spoke a little bit off air about um influences and in music and whatnot. Since you're going through your creative process, looking at all these different movies and whatnot, and kind of you know taking notes and doing things and whatnot, what what's Currently some of your uh, musical inspirations right now.
1: As far as other musicians? Yes. Okay. Uh it is is probably gonna be left fill, but I'm listening like currently, like while I was making this, you know, new project. That's not that's not coming for a while. Just keep yeah. in mind. Yeah, yeah. But I'm giving I'm giving you the talk because you know we cool. We got that rapport. Yeah. <laughs> but um I'm listening to a lot of Daniel Caesar, a lot of Frank Ocean, mm. a lot of uh John Bryan's like scores, um a lot of uh movie scores. Um uh, I'm listening to uh Marvin Gaye, uh what's going on I'm listening to Frank Sinatra's uh uh what is that 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 first album where wait, let me see. I got to look don't, at it don't, real quick do don't,
0: don't get me lying I, about some Frank Sinatra albums. <laughs>
1: uh shoot what was it called it's it's the first album that had a a narrative that I forgot what it's called but I'm listening to that I don't want to be clicking and you hear buttons and stuff but I'm listening to that I'm listening to PJ Morton oh my god PJ Morton I'm listening to uh, Earl Sweatshirt
0: I heard that new album that was like my first time ever hearing anything from him
1: yeah, he's man. I love that new album. I know a lot of people's like, uh, it, but, it, I was
0: yeah. I would say it's an acquired taste because I mean he's he's relatively new to me, even though he's been doing stuff for a while. I think this is his only second album in however many years, but I've heard the name before. I but this is my first time ever hearing the music.
1: Yeah, you should you should go back and listen to that uh his first mixtape as Earl Sweatshirt uh. Uh, shoot what is it called ah my memory sucks right now I dude know. i cannot recall these two album names these... I, yeah I well it was you. a mix but yeah um beyonce i'm listening to a lot of r b actually and a lot of uh melody driven music <laughs> like uh not too much rap
0: yeah they're not gonna understand yeah. that because like i like rap. But at the same time, if you go through all my phone listings and everything, you'll find more R and B than hip hop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just on that right now. I guess I don't know. I'm maturing. My taste is changing. Like I don't want to hear all this boasting and bragging and dick swinging contests and all that.
0: And then you got like an old I, lady too. You can't be listening to goddamn all that hip, hip beep, 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 with with your old lady.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I just, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just mostly R&B and movie soundtracks. I, and I guess that's good because, you know, I'm not, like, getting influenced too much by other rappers. Mm-hmm. So you could, so I could, like, really. Find your own voice. Yeah.
0: Huh? Yeah, like, find your own, like, be immersed in your own thinking and voice and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Exactly.
0: Now the two movies that you were talking about, you did some scoring for whatever. What's the process? How does the process differ from you know making your own music or producing music for someone else uh, compared to writing for a movie?
1: Well, like when I produce for myself, it's like the it's kind of the same because in my mind I see something, I see like a picture of uh of kids playing at the beach and like that's what inspires like a sound or something or or i'll be watching a documentary and i'm like oh that's really cool like i want to write a song about that or make a beat surrounding that so like the movie scoring process is the same like they give you they give you references and then they give you the scenes and they Give you time slots and they tell you like i want something that sounds like this Or they'll like this is just try to find the emotion of this scene you know it's all with the movies it's more you have it's tricky because you're finding the emotion versus when i'm doing my own stuff i'm expressing my own emotions so it that's the that's the biggest difference but the similarities is you know it's it's all visual like i'm a visual person so like i see it then i create so that that helped me a lot but it man dude like the 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 it's my trippy of how you could have a scene and then you could play this goofy sound and it changed the whole thing like the the scene is a comedy and then, like, you, you play these mellow chords or whatever, and it's it's sad as hell. Like, you, you could just manipulate the emotion as well. It's crazy, man. Like, I had a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, like, I'm glad that the people I was working with was very patient because, you know, there's a lot of, like, back and forth. Like, ah, oh, can you change this? Uh, Maybe you could find something, you know, different. I don't think that captures the emotion of this, you know. Like, it's a lot of trial and error going back and forth. So it is fun though
0: yeah as if any project where you have to work for somebody or with somebody i mean you'll have that kind of give and take
1: yeah yeah definitely but
0: um like i said referring back to what we were talking about before we got on air or whatever i had this conversation once before with um a guest on this show by the name of Stacy Cordell which will never air because I never hit the record button whenever we got on the phone so I talked with oh, this dude damn. I talked with this dude for like over an hour man bomb ass conversation real funny shit and hung up the line nothing was recording I was like Son You got to
1: him back man you got to get him back Hold on
0: yeah I know we we chopping it up but you know he busy and shit so I got his roommate on so that'll be coming soon <laughs> Oh uh, dope. <laughs> and then we bust
1: it. man! You're killing it. I have to say this: you're killing it right now. Like you gotta, you gotta. Um, I think this year you you're about to, uh, yeah, cause cause you had Michael Jai White, you had a few wrestlers on here. Like you're you killing it,
0: man. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just um, we had the three. I said we. It's all us. It's all our shit. But um, did the three year anniversary show? Uh, the other weekend, and then um, I talked with uh, Alicia toot and, and that's her name. That's how you say it.
1: Alicia Atout. Atout. Uh, uh, toot, Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, she a uh, uh, freaking interviewer on Impact and a couple other places. Uh, oh, real young interviewer. She smart for her age, and not. To, uh, damn, I, I don't know why I said that. It's, it sounds weird to say. You know, it's like I'm. Discounting people for not being smart
1: or some some shit. Ageism, ageism. Ageism. God,
0: don't go look at my
1: tweets. (laughs) Social justice warriors coming for you, man. No, I'm just kidding. No.
0: Yeah, but uh, um, after talking to her and just kind of going through um the the episode for the three year show or whatever, I'm having a different outlook on how I approach this show and whatnot because it's just like. I was putting it up as, you know, people not here to hear me. They're here to hear the guest and all that other shit. So, you know, talking to her and doing the three-year the three year show with the people that called in and whatnot, giving the kind words or whatever, it changed my outlook on how I view myself and this show. So uh, hopefully I can uh, improve some shit and get some better stuff going on and whatnot. Because, I mean, I don't plan on stopping it. I have um, more support now behind me than I did in the beginning when I started and yeah. you know just kind of shaking all that negative shit off and getting past some of the rough spots cuz from what I've from what I've been told and what I understand about podcasting I think people say the hardest part is getting past 10 episodes I yeah did, did that then a lot of things other people say is a uh, consistency you know trying to come out with a product every week or however you want to do it even if it's biweekly or whatever the case may be just consistently doing it i think i got a rhythm down so i don't really worry about that then i was told uh getting to 50 then i was told 100 then i was told now 200 so <laughs> i'm just yeah man tr- my, i'm just trying to blow past all this shit even if it doesn't go any higher than it can go i'm just like I'm just doing it for me at this point.
1: Nah, man. Like, I, I just see it. Like, I don't know. You, you, you have you have the body of work now. The eyes are coming. You. It's yeah. It's you. I'm not gonna spoil your future for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I can't no. do the rewind on the um, Mundersnatch or whatever the fuck it's called.
1: Yeah. Ban- yeah.
0: Bandersnatch. <laughs>
1: Bandersnatch.
0: Butterscotch. That's what it is.
1: Butterscotch. Butterscotch
0: <laughs> But um damn, I forgot where it was going. I was caught up in the praise which I appreciate oh so much. Um oh,
1: no. deserve it. Work for it.
0: But um fuck. So you been watching wrestling lately?
1: <laughs> Man. No. Let me Ooh. tell you. Let me tell <laughs> no, you something.
0: Let me tell you something, brother.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh nah, I haven't I've um what's the last show I watched? I think I still haven't watched that new Japan show, uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I just like, man, it's been it's hard <laughs> mm-hmm. to keep up. Like it's just so much. And then like when I do have time to chill, like my mind's like in 30 other places, like, oh I gotta do wait, what I need to do. Oh shit. But um the last show, what was the last pay per view?
0: um the nxt uk takeover
1: okay i didn't see that what, what was the last like uh wwe show pay-per-view like TLC? main roster. tlc did i see tlc that was like in december i don't think i even saw that i think Surviv- survivor series was the last one i saw
0: mm-hmm.
1: well mm-hmm. but i i you know i keep up with the highlights and stuff
0: Yeah, it's the same here. And I do a wrestling podcast, which I'm trying to do consistently now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard, like, media-wise, like, you know, with the product, like, that you're putting out to, like, you know, cover it without actually watching the full show. It's kind of, it's kind of, it could be redundant, you know.
0: Yeah, we're just bullshitting over there and having a good time anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so... But what I was yeah. saying, now I found my train of thought or whatever. Stacy Cordell threw me off because I I lost that recording. But we was talking about the the change in music from um, a certain turning point to what it is currently now. Um, it's people saying this is a generation of the mumble rappers, you know, freaking face tattoos and all this other crazy madness or whatnot. And um, when me and Stacy was talking, we was trying to pinpoint. The turn in the industry to where it got us here till today, and um, I believe the catalyst was a uh, Little Wayne and Soldier Boy. Even though, so- yeah, and Soldier Boy is a relevant topic right now because there's a Breakfast Club interview talking about Drake and all this other bullshit.
1: Drake, Drake, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was gold.
0: What was funny about that was damn uh, when you talking about the kiss me through the phone shit and you could see Charlemagne in the background with the sweat stains on his armpits talking about oh that's kiss me through the phone dog
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I mean like like I mean you gotta give it up to dude like he he did really he he really was on YouTube like before everybody he was on it like he he had the ring he started the ringtone wave he started yep. the you know. The like, I say, popularized the like dancing again because you know hip hop yeah. from the beginning has always been about dancing. So,
0: yeah.
1: like, but I say he popularized it. Yeah, they- and then he had everybody saying hip hop is dead. All the OGs is like, oh, what the hell is that? Like, he's basically the blueprint for all these kids. You got to give it up to him. You got to give it up to Wayne, of course, because everybody's a little and everybody got face tats. Yeah, and then uh. I say you give it up to um, Cuddy on 808s and Heartbreaks, you know, mm-hmm. putting together the melody stuff because everybody's singing now. Everybody's an emo, also emo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you could throw that in there, little sprinkle. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I can remember following Lil Wayne from way back when he had a little teeny weeny afro. In his oh, office. man. And he was rapping with the hot boys and all them. And then um, like the change really started to come from him right after 500 Degrees. That album came out. And then um, when well, we went into a CD before the Carter, It's like they had a, he had an album out. I think it was, uh, it got scrapped or pulled back to retool it. And then we got the Carter one.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I' went, I wouldn't hip on that hit because I I caught him at right at like right after the Carter one when he started doing the mixtapes.
0: Mm. But um, he always did a lot. he had yeah, ass load of mixtape. I could, I forget what award show that was. I think it was some kind of hip hop awards or some shit. Cat Williams was hosting, or he was up on stage and he's like, "Do you know there is a top seventy five songs of Lil Wayne?" He's like, I don't even know people who have seventy five songs in their catalog. He got a top seventy five,
1: and they were all collaborations, probably. Yeah, like he, they was all other people's songs.
0: What now? At the time, his. He, yeah, Lil Wayne was had all them squad up CDs, all them squad up mixtapes. Yeah. yeah, and then um, it was a whole bunch of shit, man. It was, I think he was doing stuff with um, what's the motherfucker's name, man? He had some people that was on there it was like the very first stages of young money or whatever it was all kind of shit but anyway
1: besides yeah. the point i oh, still want that i can't feel my face tape i don't care I, <laughs> no. I think i have that
0: oh no that didn't come out that was him and uh jewel santana or something
1: right yeah bro like man when they hopped on that black republican beat. oh my god like man
0: But yeah, the Carter one came out. Start growing the dreads, and then now his whole flow changed from you know after you back it up and snap what 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 drop it like it's hot to some other shit that I was like,
1: is that Lil Wayne? That don't sound like Lil Wayne when he started rapping, rapping. Yeah, yeah. What? All right, was all right. But it wasn't.
0: It wasn't even that. It's not like. You know I mean? It was so much so that his style had changed and all that. He became the more lyrical rapper per se. And just the way he carried himself. He was not looking like anybody else in the rap game.
1: No, nah, he wasn't.
0: He started adding the face tattoos and everything. Nobody was really so much doing that at the time. Um, coloring the dreads and everything. And then once it's ship started selling man he wasn't content with just being a good rapper he wanted to be the best musician so he started transitioning to doing a, he had a rock album yeah I remember that. doing all this auto-tune singing and shit and whatnot and you know another Back person that, yeah another person that we um Kind of left out of that equation, but um, people that kind of turned the tide for music was T Pain.
1: Oh yeah. Oh man. D- yeah, we left him out. He definitely. Oh man. I think him and Wayne had like the best year, like mm-hmm. in twenty seven, two thousand seven. Yeah. Like, they were on like probably every single that came out that year. Mm-hmm.
0: You can get rid of Lil Wayne or oh, T Pain.
1: Nah, man. That. That was some good times, though. I'm yes. Not even gonna no lie.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a time to where I didn't have like an actual physical Lil Wayne CD.
1: Did you had all the tapes too?
0: Not all of them, but like um, the mixtape stuff or whatever. That I tried to pirate all that.
1: Arr, okay, me, yeah. shiver
0: me timbers and all that shit.
1: Line wire.
0: <laughs> yeah, but all that. Um, yeah, the um, internet aids, <laughs> line <Yeah>. wire, <laughs> Kaza, and all this other bullshit.
1: Man, I really messed up my mom's computer back then. We had the desktop.
0: Oh, man. I can't tell you shit. I done killed many computers. I got like, if you go in my mom in them backyard, they got little tombstones back there. Oh, man. (laughs) Just a yard full of dead motherfucking computers. But, yeah, it's just he just went all over the place because you know there was a whole dispute with um what him saying he the best rapper alive jay-z saying that shit ti and luda was going through some things about the king of the south and and then lil john just kind of blew everything up and kind of faded away at the same time
1: (laughs) yeah man that's crazy how that that stuff like that that really isn't up to the artist used to matter like i'm the best rapper no i'm the best rapper (laughs) like it's really up to the fans Mm -hmm. like that's that's hilarious how they they was really like shooting at each other (laughs) like remember um
0: Uh, unattainable title
1: (laughs) little flip in uh t.i's little beef and like they had a like scuffle or something because Lil Flew's like, I'm the king of the South. And Tia's was like, no, I'm the king of
0: the South. Well, I like,
1: challenge you to the duel, sir. I declare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, the people choose that, though.
0: Yeah. And that's like I'm saying, it's not really a, a, a an attainable title. You know, nobody is going to be the
1: best ever. You know? Yeah, y'all know, you better, like, do a rap battle or something. Get the title belt or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only Ah, shit. It's just like, there's no way to determine. I mean, you can go buy album sales and all the other stuff or whatever, but that shit will diminish over time because yeah. Michael Jackson, for the longest, was the what highest selling album for Thriller or some shit or whatever. Man. And, and that got taken over in 2018. So, I mean, nothing is safe anymore.
1: It's nothing. nothing.
0: So. Yeah, and then also that also has to do with um the adaption of you know counting streams now.
1: Yeah, I mean, but to me, that don't really count because he got taken over by streams and people was really going to the store and buying Mind this shit, dude's yeah. album multiple times. Like,
0: Yeah. See, and that's another thing, too. I mean, so the P- I forget the group that took over or whatever. It was some older group. Was it
1: the Eng- Eagles? The I e-
0: yeah, I believe so. It was the Eagles. So do they have an asterisk by that title? I G- think they should. So, I mean, or you, or you just do two categories, all right? They are the most downloaded or streamed or sold album to date. But as far as just physical albums sold or whatever, this guy has this. So do
1: Because, yeah, like, recently there was a rapper, I don't remember who it was, but it was reported that he has the number one album, but he only sold, like, a hundred and some co- or like 400 copies or isn't thousand the thousands or something like that and it was like yo that that's crazy it's really transitioned like formats is really like because i remember people used to buy the mp3s and now it's like yeah what i need let's stream
0: yeah i mean yeah you don't even need to buy mp3s no more you just here, here you go spotify here you go apple music and just listen at your leisure
1: the thing I enjoy about that though is like, independent artists have more access now than yeah. ever before.
0: But uh, what what's the drawback to that though? Because like,
1: uh, it, it it's it's like flooded. That's yeah. the drawback. It's flooded and like. To really stand out, you got to have that marketing budget. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I know, a person. Well, I don't know them personally or whatever, but. I found a song. Just scrolling through Instagram, like when I first started the show, so this has to be two, three years ago, and I thought it was a dope R and B song. I tried to get this person on my show. I I sent that person's music around to other shows, or whatever. Uh, hashtag blackout podcast. You know, I, I sent it as a song uh, recommendation for them to play on their um mic check or whatever. And um, I've never seen this person again. I think the Instagram has changed or I just kind of lost it somewhere and if you go to SoundCloud that song has like two point something or more million downloads and plays but 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 this person is like nowhere to be found you know so (laughs) I don't understand it
1: now that's the thing that sucks like SoundCloud and like BMI just started like uh, collecting you know um, royalties from SoundCloud mm-hmm. but like SoundCloud was really ro- robbing these kids like they, they really brought all the traffic to SoundCloud and didn't pay nobody Yeah, <laughs> like it was cold
0: but that's the thing too about what I kind of feel about SoundCloud only from a podcast perspective I can't really speak to the music because I never published any music with them or whatnot. but they inflate numbers I'm not mm. To to me, it seems that way because I've been hosting this podcast on multiple platforms as far as um getting, you know, uh, uploading your content or whatever, getting analytics for it and whatnot. And out of all the numbers I would get, SoundCloud was like the most high, or whatever. But at the same time, you know, this is just my personal opinion. But at the same time, if you say you've had your podcast on um uh freaking SoundCloud before. If you yeah. share anything to like Twitter or anywhere else, you know, via SoundCloud, you get random motherfuckers just kinda liking and retweeting them shits. And it's just weird to me how that only happens on SoundCloud and nothing else.
1: Uh, well, I know earlier today, uh, one of my friends that she works at a label and um we're just, you know, she helps, she helps me. And, you know, we bounce ideas and like, we were going over marketing strategies and, you know, I like sent her a link to this guy. I'm not going to say his name, but does a marketing service and like, you know, supposedly, he supposedly allegedly runs ads through, you know, Instagram and stuff and, you know, targets the audience for him. all that marketing stuff. But like, you know, she, she used her, you know, uh, label stuff to, um, you know vet him properly like to see if you know if he but come to find out he's a bot thing and she put me on to this yeah whole world of like artists paying for bots to get all these plays and you know exactly followers and stuff and she's like yeah all these rappers be broke and all that stuff but they got millions of plays and i see any because it's all bots and stuff i'm like what (laughs) what is this about like I I just and like now I get what J Cole was saying on that song with uh Twenty One Savage mm-hmm. a lot. I was like, wow, like makes me feel less bad for you know not being popping popping yet, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's crazy because you can do that
0: on anything. Like on Twitter, you can buy um, freaking you can buy followers. Um, if wow. you do like those little vote vote things or whatever, you know how you can do a poll or whatever you can yeah. you can freaking buy fake votes and i know this to be fact because i've seen some motherfuckers do it
1: <laughs> oh damn so
0: i mean like yeah. what like
1: what what is that what does it do like i mean like when you buy it does it like it's, is it one of those things where people see other people interact with you so they come to you or like
0: i mean that's what? that's kind of well in the particular instance that i know for fact happened it was just motherfuckers being petty <laughs> trying to uh, prove a point So that's just all that was. But yeah, I mean, I figured that because like if you have a lot of motherfuckers interacting with you and retweeting and liking stuff, I mean, those numbers draw eyes. So like if I see a video right now with like, you know, 300,000 views or whatever, I'm going to look at it because, you know, 300,000 motherfuckers seen it before me. And then the thing about Twitter, too, is if you scroll past it, that's almost like one view. So you don't have to necessarily click on that thing and open it and look at it in its entirety. You can just kind of huh. scroll by for a couple of seconds and it'll log that shit in as a view.
1: Okay, wow.
0: But still, you had that many people scroll by your shit or whatever. I mean, that that draws yeah. eyes to the, the content.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you, I mean, you learn something every day. <laughs> you yeah. learn something.
0: But I just like, I never seen... What killed me, though, man, especially on Instagram, them goddamn accounts that be like, get 500,000 followers in 20 minutes. And then you go to their profile page or whatever. They only got like 10 followers. <laughs> I was like, why you not using your own product, homie. No,
1: no, no, no. You see, we ain't supposed to be, you know, you ain't supposed to get high for your own supply. Yeah. It's hustle.
0: I even had a guy DM <laughs> me like, no shit. One day I, I put a post up. And, um, you know, I'll get a couple of likes and everything, couple of comments. I don't think I like on a daily average, let's just say I'll put one post up. I would probably out of the whole day, maybe get like five or six comments and then maybe. 50 or 50 or less likes throughout a whole day for one post, just one post. So one day I had posted a lot of shit. I posted you know, some videos, some pictures, just, just, I had some free time. Next morning I woke up, I had a hundred and some odd likes and, you know, it was higher than what's normal for me, so I was like, whoa, what the fuck did I do? I'm trying to find the, the freaking Instagram post that I made so I can kind of you know, keep that under my hat so I can post later. And um, I get a DM from this guy, whatever, he's like, did you see the increase in your likes? I was like, what the fuck you mean? He's like, yeah, I can do that for you if you, la, 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 la. You're trying to sell me on some shit. So there's motherfuckers out there that can manipulate some shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean like, because I have an Instagram page, like the Wrestling Junkies page. Like, I've had it since 2013. And like, I'm just now seeing like, what is it, 18K or something like that? Yeah. But the thing about the algorithm with Instagram is like only 10% of your followers are going to see your stuff. So you have to like, you have to like look at your analytics and see what time of day What time of day? Majority of them are on and stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't figure it out the niche page, but I still can't get my regular page popping like that. But
0: yeah, and then, you know, it's crazy. Wrestling. Is just its own weird thing anyway (laughs) I was speaking with somebody the other day I was just like out of all the stuff I can post it can be about politics it can be I mean it can be anything even though I don't post about politics but I can post anything on my Instagram you know it'll get a couple likes or whatever but as soon as I tag anything with professional wrestling in it it's just like that's the most likes I have in my shit
1: (laughs) yeah definitely
0: and I, d- I it's don't understand like it. It's, it's, just, it's just goddamn wrestling. <laughs> I
1: can't. I can't leave it alone, man. <laughs> I can, I can, why can't I quit you? <laughs> man, everything is wrestling, though. Everything is wrestling.
0: Yeah, especially this all the elite
1: wrestling. Oh, man. So what's the update on Mr. Omega? That's what I want to know.
0: Still undecided.
1: Did Cause I'm, I don't trust these dirt sheets, bro. Cause yeah. like I'm seeing people saying like he already turned down WWE. Yeah, but I
0: don't. Believe. I've heard that too. I heard that he's received Buku money from them, and he hadn't decided yet.
1: Wow, what a time!
0: <laughs> I know, right? But uh, in all honesty, I believe if he is the type of person that he's. Portrays himself to be, he's going to go to AEW. Yeah. I almost wanted him to stay in New Japan or whatever, but I mean, I understand if, you know, that's something that they're working on together, I would, you know, go be with your crew. Yeah. Because yeah. it just like, it came at a weird time for him. Cause like him and Okada had those uh, four series of matches or whatever, and everybody was just behind him just to want him to be the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He finally get the motherfucker, and then lose it, (laughs) and then like Like
1: to the ace.
0: Yeah, then it's like, uh, what do we do now? (laughs) It just seemed like it was too
1: quick. That's the reason why he's like, "Ah, I'm gonna go somewhere else because he wants to be the ace. Like he got to be the guy.
0: Yeah. I mean he and he worked really hard over there too, man. And I was just like for him to get the belt and just, you know, he already out of that motherfucker, you know? He was just like, all right, I got this thing now, and it's just just time to go. Yeah. And then I also I hear that it's uh the new management there that's got a lot of people just like, I don't want to be here now.
1: Who who was uh the original manager? Was it still um t- Tony Tony? Man, I can't pronounce the name. I don't know. But who's the Oh okay. Yeah.
0: But it's uh some dude named Harold Midge or some shit like that now. And like they say you fucking the game up over there. So that's why you see a lot of people leaving.
1: Damn, and the bully club is like, what shit. happened?
0: <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> you can say it. It's okay. It's shit now.
1: Listen, man, I ain't trying to get Tomatanga on my head.
0: <laughs> but he's a good guy now.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, listen, man. We we've seen this before. You, this is wrestling now. Uh-huh. Bad, good guys turn to bad guys, and bad guys who used to be bad guys that are now good guys could easily turn back to a bad guy. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see. But I mean, it's a thing though, because. The Bullet Club was pretty much it. It started with what Finn, Carl Anderson, you know, Foley, and some of those other guys. They are gone, and pretty much what saved the Bullet Club, you know, in my opinion, is you know the Young Bucks and Omega. Yeah, they saved the Bullet Club. They were the Bullet Club. I mean, all those other people were just secondary, even though there were some of them were original members, but the main. People that's
1: cold, they really played them. They called themselves the elite, (laughs) yeah. They played them,
0: yeah. Just like, yeah, we are the elite. Then everybody was like, yeah, we, I guess, we're the elite too. Nah, we, 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 the elite.
1: It's like when NWO, Wolfpack, and black and white came back together, it's like, uh, the the B team with what they have, like,
0: yeah, Bo Dallas and um, Curtis Axel,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but yeah I mean it's they made the Bullet Club mainstream those three guys and you know eventually Cody would too because I mean yeah. they the ones that got the shit into Hot Topic they oh, yeah. they the ones that damn got the pop vinyls and all that shit you don't see no fucking Tamatonga goddamn pop vinyls you don't see no Fale pop vinyls you don't see none is, is, you see the Bucks Cody and motherfucking Omega,
1: because
0: they were the fucking Bullet Club.
1: Damn, like why? Why didn't Tomatanga become the the leader of Bullet Club?
0: I don't know, man. That's a, that's a crazy question because I mean, if anything, like you, I, if you look at the Bullet Club as is, you would look at him and think that that was the leader.
1: Yeah, but man. With- Okay, that's what y'all doing. I don't know. This, this,
0: this, this, it's all, not a problem, a problem.
1: It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, AEW... Like, I don't know. I don't want to buy into the hype too much. Like, I ain't, I don't think they're WWE killers. I don't think they're New Japan killers. But I think it's going to be interesting thing to watch. Like, I'm going to definitely try to, like keep up with it at least the highlights bare mm-hmm. minimum
0: yeah I just want to see what it's going to be and the, the their best course of action is to be like your own thing and don't even acknowledge what the fuck WWE is doing just do AEW shit yeah that's that's what you gotta do because got so, as soon as you try to fight them motherfuckers it's just like I don't know I mean they got backing they got money if they need it but I mean who's to say how much he's gonna put into it but then again at the same time they're already discussing health care, equal pay and all kind of other shit like that
1: shit. that's it, how they gonna kill the wrestling game like they gonna get everybody gonna go over there not kill it in a bad way yeah, but yeah. make all the other companies be like okay we're gonna give you health care and stuff like that
0: yeah I mean which is a good thing because they should yeah. have that shit
1: they should like of <laughs> Of all of all sports, like I know it's entertainment based, but of all like art forms, like if anybody needs healthcare, it's those guys. Yeah. Like no, no off season.
0: Yeah, but and, and let's think about that too. I mean, all sports are entertainment if you're not playing them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all sports are entertainment if you're not playing. That's a good quote. Yeah, I mean,
0: you watch football to be entertained. I mean,
1: exactly. I don't watch football, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, or any sport. You watch the shit to be entertained. All the shit is the same.
1: Wrestling is the only sport I keep up with. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. But, um... I'm such a snob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're sitting there watching your WWE Network drinking orange juice with your pinky finger up and shit.
1: This is... This is not entertainment. (laughs) is a lifestyle. <laughs>
0: but, um, when the product coming out, man? When, when we gonna get a little taste? When we gonna get a sample?
1: Of, uh, what? What? Me as a wrestler? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah,
0: yeah. when we gonna <laughs> get that? you, know, you gonna dress kind of like Coco Beware? You're gonna come off the top rope?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Um, so, First thing, first, first things first. January twenty third, I'm putting out a single that's not related to the project. It's a um, really good song. It's just, it's a sample just to put out there, just to be like, hey, I'm, I'm still doing this, guys. Don't forget about me, <laughs> you know. But um, January twenty third, got a single, and then I don't want to give the date away, mm. but. I have a date for the next single and we're in the we're in uh what is it pre-production for a music video for that next single Sweet Pre-production yes with uh with Deja and um like I'm talking with a lot of other people as well about you know coming onto the project because this project is very cinematic Production is crazy, it got way better, you know, took from my experiences with movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. I don't have a date for the project yet because I want to see how everything goes with these first two singles I drop, And then after, you know, dust settles with those, then we could start talking about <clears throat> everything going on more with the project. But the project's already done. I'm just telling you that. I'll tell you that project's already done, Planted way ahead, long game.
0: For sure, for sure. We
1: got, we we, got the name for it and everything. No, got the merch, got everything ready for it.
0: So, um, can can you give us like an Avengers type, you know, title reveal or something? Like you just do some cryptic shit or whatever, make a ladder look like an A, and have the thing on the side look <laughs> like an E and. <laughs>
1: You you know I love that stuff. I'm so dramatic. You know that's it's all wrestling to me like I've always been I'll always be posting like all my tweets if you look at it you probably look at it like what the fuck is he talking about? But like when the project starts rolling out you'll like go back oh that's what he do. like nobody cares right now of course because mm-hmm. you know I'm not I'm not big like soldier boy yet. You know I got to <laughs> put in more work.
0: Yeah, you got to. Once you get a dance in there you be straight
1: Nah, man, I'm not doing that. That's not that's not my stuff. <laughs> that's not my that's not uh that's not my soapbox. That's <laughs> But uh yeah, like it's going to be fun, man. Like you're going to be you're going to be very pleased with this project. Like you're going to be happy. You're going to see the progress that I made. I got way better. Production's way better. Raps are way better. Lot less um A lot less collaborations.
0: Okay.
1: Um, As far as rappers go, uh, like, just read between the lines. I told you what I'm listening to right now. So, yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I'm like, I'm more excited about this than anything else. Um, You still listen to Heaves with Wolves? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, oh my god, this has gotten so much better. And like I can't even listen to that without with the straight because I want to change things because I learned a lot. Excuse me, I learned a lot more. Learned a lot of new things. Hey, but yeah.
0: hey man, that, that that's why people do um deluxe editions and uh freaking Redux albums and whatever, man. So you can do those little tweaks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you hold the power, homeboys. Your shit. Do what you want.
1: <laughs> That's true. Exactly. That's true.
0: Now yeah. you talk about the um, the cinematicness of the video. <laughs> cinematicness. The cinematic. The uh, elements that you're gonna have in this uh, next video product that you're gonna have. Will we have a cameo by Tide the Great?
1: We probably most definitely will.
0: Yeah, probably most definitely. All right.
1: I don't like spoiling things.
0: Okay, I, that's the only thing I'm gonna be looking for now. I don't care about shit else. I just want to see Ty walk across the screen. <laughs> Ooh, or or you can just turn him into a puppet. Turn him into a puppet. There you go.
1: <laughs> we had to improvise because we didn't have the budget to fly y'all out. So
0: <laughs> I understand. I
1: understand. <laughs> we had to improvise, but yeah, man, like um,
0: shit, dog. You can just put a little. You, can, I can get. I can send you a Polaroid. You can just. Put me over on a poster board with a stick pin and shit. I'd just be hanging out like that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that, man, we should have did that. I should have. Ah, damn it.
0: See, man, that, that's that's why I'm giving, I'm hipping you now, so you know what to do in the future. There you go. Yeah, helping you out, man. Put that in your tool bag. Put that in your tool bag, and you can just have that for later. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm right. I'm really writing that down right now. <laughs> Oh, man, but, yeah, like, the this project, it's a lot different because, like, it just took, I took a lot longer time with it. It's less songs than um the last project, but I took, like, a very long time without paying attention to detail and stuff like that. It's, like, very, like, writing journals and- <laughs> Like- <laughs> and, and and taking notes and references I have a whole document like of just references like it's crazy
0: the goddamn manifesto
1: <laughs> yeah that's what it is a manifesto
0: <laughs> alright well shit man I appreciate you just kicking the shit with me and you know giving me some of the tidbits and behind the scenes of the new project I got to hear um, your single that's going to be dropping on the 23rd I dig it so I'm pretty sure a lot of people was gonna dig it. We're not gonna play it here because it's coming out on the twenty third. That's gonna be in the future. So yeah, I'm just ready for everybody else to hear.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, it's so cold because it doesn't even sound like anything on the project. Like, that's why I like this, like having um I keep saying like this is like me, like, the like, undertaker like. with the um, you know, um
0: <laughs> or triple H with the uh <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, but with me taking my time with this, like, damn, there we go again. With <laughs> me taking my time with this, I was able to have songs to just put out and not worry about continuity, all that crap. Yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. So we got it down. Market calendars for the twenty third. January
1: twenty third.
0: Be- yeah. So this will be out. Sunday a couple days before then so you'll be able to hear the hype and uh, get your your freaking your title your Spotify your iTunes music and all this stuff ready so you can hit that little button with your thumb or your pointer finger or however it is you tap on your goddamn smartphone and uh, be ready to download you some new Sir John Lee the Please. most, most regalist of Sirs Sir John Lee
1: I am such a snob <laughs> <laughs> Such a snob.
0: But all right, man. Before you go, I mean, you've been here enough to know what you got to plug and whatnot, and let everybody knows where you can be found on the social medias.
1: So you could find me at Sir John Lee on Twitter, at Sir John Lee on Instagram. That's spelled S-I-R-J-O-N-L-E-E. Um you could also find me on Court of Wolves spelled exactly how it sounds. I'm not going to spell all those word, those letters out. Um, you can go to the website, quarterwolves.com. We got merch up there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're into wrestling and you enjoy Rob's other podcast, Wrestling is Trash, you could come over to the Wrestling Junkies.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: wrestling underscore junkies. I post a lot of nostalgic things on there on my downtime. You can You'll enjoy it. will uh, It's like a time machine back to your childhood through wrestling. So, um, yeah. 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 I very awkwardly tra- uh, transition.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you. I have nothing but good things to say about you to other people. I try to refer anybody to you and you to anybody else. And, you know, man. Appreciate as much, you. As much as you... Uh, just talked about me coming into some things later on which I appreciate so much you saying those kind words. I am conveying those same things and everything to you. I'm sending those vibes through the microphone over to the West Coast.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Much appreciated. Much needed. (laughs) Yeah, man.
0: You got it. You got the juice, homie.
1: Got The juice. (laughs) The orange juice. (laughs) And
0: that was the man, the myth, the legend. Sir, John Lee and every time you say Sir John Lee you gotta put your pinky up and everything like you're drinking the most finest of beverages that are ever to touch your lips and slither down your esophagus and whatnot. that sounded descriptive like a motherfucker but (laughs) you get what I'm saying it's some good shit um got the music coming out January 23rd as we spoke about on the podcast and I implore you all to go ahead and seek this young man out he got some stuff out there that um i really dig and i'm 100 percent sure that you'll find something that he's done that you would enjoy too hey man and if you need some uh work for your music if you are out there inspiring artists and whatnot hit up sir john lee man he can help you get you where you need to be you know he, he has that talent in him you know you know <laughs> but um Also, thanks to everybody that participated in the three year anniversary show. I appreciate uh, Sean Coney and uh, Anomaly and the voicemail from Jay from the hashtag Blackout Podcast and um, Black Rambo for uh, freaking Instagramming in on my Instagram feed and whatnot. That wasn't in the audio edition of the show. It is in the video version because um, that was before I started the show proper and whatnot. I'm working diligently to get the video up because I've um, edited and recorded the whole video. I put in the guest audio and everybody that called in so you can hear everything in full with the video as well. You can see the visuals, Um, seeing that I did record it with my phone at some point toward the very end, which was very good that the video cut out, but I still had the audio to um, play beyond but it was like at the very end when i was doing the outro stuff so it worked out perfectly and that like i said i'm having some technical difficulties the video is edited and rendered how i want it and um, i'm just trying to get it to upload to youtube i'm doing it via my cell phone because computer is a piece of shit and um, i don't want to say it too loud because it's sitting right here but you know I had to work with my iPad Pro and I had to work with my iPhone to edit and put all this stuff together. And, you know, it takes a little bit longer to upload it from a cell phone, you know, even though I'm in my home using the um, Wi-Fi and everything, which is damn good, but it still takes a little while. (laughs) I took it. uh, I was just checking that at work, thinking I could do it out in the wild using cellular data and whatever. That shit said 91 hours before it's uploaded. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to wait till I get home to do this one. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Me and Mrs. B Rob is going on a date night as I record this right now. We're going to a comedy show. We're gonna see Jay Farrow at the Houston Improv. So uh, that'll be fun. Get to see Miss B Rob all dressed up. We'll post pictures if you follow us on the Real Robinsons on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So check that out. And we have a new episode recorded. Sometime we we'll probably do that Monday. So it'll be out Wednesday. So every Wednesday you get a new episode of The Real Robinsons. I think the next episode that's coming up will be us talking about um, entertaining marriage and some of our first real hurdles in our relationship. And I think that's going to be a two parter or whatever. We usually do 30, 35 minute episodes. So it's going to that's going to be an hour episode easily, maybe even more, might be a three parter. But look forward to that. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob, that's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. You can also follow The Random Realms with Rob on Twitter at 3Rshow. And as I mentioned before, you can follow my other show with my lovely wife, Mrs. B-Rob, as we discuss our life and life in general on The Real Robinsons. That's D-A-Real Robinsons on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my wrestling podcast, wrestling is trash. You can follow it on Twitter at WrestlingBeTrash, and you can follow it on Instagram at wrestling is trash. You can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find all manner of ways to support. The show, and um, you can buy merchandise from my merch store on wehavemerch.com. You can find the links for that on randomrobcast.com. There's Amazon links there that you can use. Um, there's an Amazon wish list of mine there if you want to donate equipment to the show. Um, there's a Patreon link if you want to be a patron to the show as well through Podbean. It's all on randomrobcast.com. And I got the cash app for whatever reason if somebody want to do that these are things that you don't have to do but the best way that you can support the show the most preferred way that you can support the show and any other show that you listen to is by writing reviews uh, five stars preferably but if you have anything four stars and below we would appreciate some creative creative constructive criticism and um, like share retweet subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend not only tell them make them listen <laughs> Especially you motherfuckers In Vermont and Alaska I'm coming for you <laughs> I really want those two downloads That's all I want I want one from Alaska I want one from Vermont I'm working with a podcast that's in Vermont right now Trying to get them on the show Just so I could get them to download my show in Vermont <laughs> That's not really why But it's one of the catalysts to why I got them on the show <laughs> Oh god I'm so sorry But anyway I appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.